Ladies and gents, boys and girls, welcome back to what a lot of people call the greatest podcast ever assembled. We're better than the Avengers, better than the Justice League, better than better than the 2000 Patriots, better than the 80s Lakers, the 80s Celtics, the 90s Bulls. Do I got to keep going? Keep going. I keep I keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Hey, better than run DMC. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm playing, y'all. I'm just playing. I don't want nobody to come over here. I don't want no fans to be getting all aggressive. Talking about some 90s bulls as a stretch. Hey, I think me, I think me and Eric can take MJ and Scotty. I, I think I, so. I think so, you know. I will personally play MJ myself. <laughs> And I take that personally. <laughs> you know. You know. Files away. Files But ladies and gents, we got an action-packed episode. Of course, we got my boy in the building. Go ahead and speak to him. Speak to the people. Man, it's your boy Aaron from the city. Back up in here one more time for Baseball Friday Podcast. Make sure you check us out on all streaming services and social media. And the fact that we lost to the Patriots by three points. But that doesn't matter. That does not matter. All that matters is today, not yesterday, not what happened before today, right now. That's all that matters. Yeah. That that yeah. never happened. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now that we got the intro out of the way, as we always do, ladies and gents, Let's get into today's five-minute rants. Brought to you in part by what the hell type of background Aaron got going on? What the hell do you got going on here? You know, I got to represent the boys, my boy, Ye. You know, Kanye. It's no longer Kanye. It's no longer Kanye West. No longer Kanye Omari West. Because he legally changed his name to just Ye. So, for now Mm -hmm. on... It's officially yeah. Things celebrities do with with money, the things they do, they just yeah. You, know, you know what, ladies and gents, just because my just I'm gonna legally change my name to Funkadelic Jones. <laughs> I'm gonna since the celebrities out here doing it, I'm just gonna legally change my name to Funkadelic Jones. Better yet, better yet. I got even one better. Guys, my legal name is Dominique. I'm going to take all the letters out and just leave the letter U. <laughs> I'm just going to walk around and just be called, my name is U. Because that's what celebrities do. Celebrities got so much money, they just they just waste their money. They just, they just do stupid stuff just because they can. But... I'm gonna let my man urge people because Kanye is his boy. That's his man. That's his artist. You know, I Talk. forgot that uh, Metal World Peace <laughs> changed his name. Oh. Oh. I forgot about that till somebody said it on the news. I was like, Ron Artest? No, Metal World Peace. I was like, oh yeah, he did change his name. These name changes are out of this world, are crazy. Like, you could change your name to anything. 
<laughs> that's just a wild part about it. Like somebody changed the last name to macaroni and cheese. Literally, not just macaroni, but macaroni and cheese. I ain't gonna lie. If I was a judge or whatever process you have to go through to get your name legally changed, if I was a judge and somebody come to me and say, I want to legally change my last name, Michael and Cheese, I would tell them to get out. <laughs> I would tell them to literally just get out. Because <laughs> how, how, would your, how would your parents feel if you just be like, my legal name, my legal last name is Michael and Cheese? Yeah. I will probably disown you at that point. I will probably just be like, nah, you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. Your name is James Macaroni Cheese? No. <laughs> yep, Macaroni nah. Cheese. Nah, I don't want to hear that, boss. That's crazy. Yep, Macaroni Cheese. Well, I ain't got no, I ain't got no five-minute rent. Unless you got five-minute rent, I ain't got nothing. Now we going to get into this episode and we going to figure out how this man I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to open the show on this one before we get before we get home with it. Okay, so apparently news been leaking, you know, Kanye and Kim got divorced doing their thing. But then recently heard news about your boy from SNL Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian we're at a music park holding hands on a ride, and we just thought nothing of it. We was just like, okay, they could be holding hands. They're friends. You know how you're on a roller coaster and the girl gets scared, so she holds your arm or she holds your hand? Mm. You know, nothing of it. Until earlier today, when the world found out that Kim Kardashian <laughs> went to Staten Island to eat some pizza with Pete Davidson. <laughs> What kind of pipe does this man have to bring a mother? How many kids? What, four? A four, yeah. a mother of four to Staten Island to eat some pizza. Mm. Hey, shout out to Pete Davidson, man. He dated some models. He dated Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, uh, plenty of other people. And also now, a Maybe Kim Kardashian. I don't know if they're official. Testing the waters. What you got to say? What you got to say? First of all, I wasn't going to open with that, but I can continue with that rolling on. First things first, before I get into the Kardashians, and y'all know how I feel about the Kardashians. It's It's never friendly or pleasant. First things first, coming to you guys once again as a fellow Raiders fan. First things, I like to send a condolence out to her name was finally released as Tina Tinter. I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but Tina Tinter. So if you guys don't follow the story, Raiders receiver Henry Ruggs killed, killed a young woman in a DUI accident on a Vegas strip. Now, as a Raider fan, actually not as, as a Raiders fan, I'm more I'm upset. But I'm more I, I wanna I want to talk to Henry Rose because 
at the end of the day, brother, you did the crime. Yes, you got to do the time. You did the crime, you got to do the time. That's just what it is. But you're a young guy. It's only your second year in the league. Second year in the league. And you already blew all that. You blew all that that quick. You know? First of all, you took this young woman life. We all got an expiration date. You know what I'm saying? We all got expiration date. We just don't know how. You know? I, I get that. Somebody told me that we all got expiration date, but we just don't know how we're going to go out. So for this lady right here, you know, she didn't expect to go out that way, but, you know, my condolences to the family because somebody lost a daughter. It could possibly be a mother, so on and so forth down the line. Now, for my man, Henry Ruggs, I sit back and I just say, here go another athlete. You're getting money, you know. If anything, if anything don't motivate any motivate black people more than anything, it's money. When you when you make it and you finally get money, you know, some some black people they they don't they can't handle it. Or they lose their mind or they start doing dumb stuff. If you knew you was about to go out and drink, you shouldn't have been driving in the first place. They say my man was doing like one fit almost punching 160. On the strip, 160. Bro, you could have killed, like, there's no car in the world. There's no car in the world with the best brakes ever if you punch in 160. You was not stopping in time for anything. If you slam on brakes doing 160, you burning your whole tires off. But as a Raiders fan, I hate to see that we back in the news again. I hate to see that uh, a young man who was on the rise, who really has a lot of potential, had a lot of talent. I hate to see a dude throw all that away for a good time. I hate to see a dude throw all that away. But like I said, brother, you did the crime. You got to do the time, man. You got to face some consequences. Now, as far as my man Pete Davidson is concerned, Him booking Kim Kardashian doesn't surprise me. One, I don't care that he booked Kim Kardashian because why Kim Kardashian will date anybody, literally. Long as you got dead presidents, the Kardashians will date anybody. And that's just and them, a, that's a them guys doing it. That's a bona fide fact. As long as you got dead presidents in your account, they will date anybody. Now, for Pete Davidson, I don't know why in the hell would he want to go after Kim Kardashian. Shawty been ran through the industry more than anything. She got four kids. Four. She didn't mess around, stress this man Kanye out so much. This man rocking ball like balls patches in his head now. She <laughs> didn't got, got stressed out at this point. So I don't understand why Pete did it. I don't understand why Pete won her. At the end of the day, when it comes to celebrities and their relationships, 
this on that's almost that's almost disturbing as a picture that I seen on Twitter with Megan and Stallion with Megan and Stallion and, and Partisan Fontaine when she was rocking around my man like legs and stuff, like she was scared to lose him. I was like, how you talk, how you portray one image and then this photo come out? It just don't add up. But brother Aaron, the floor is yours. Hey man, you gotta sell a dream. That that's that's what it's all about. You know, you just gotta sell that image. But that's how it's always is, you know, just a character, you know, the hot girl summer, the whatever rapper you are, the tough guy, you're just selling an image. You're not really like that. You tell all these girls to have a hot girl summer. Meanwhile, you booed up. So all about selling the image. Mm. Selling the image, he say. Data Kardashian, he say. Yep. <laughs> Sell some hottie sauce, they say. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Popeyes? Yeah. Hey, man, speaking of Popeyes, man, it's some guy who uh, exposed the DC Popeyes. I, I, seen know, that. I, seen I don't know that. what street it was, downtown DC, but you had Ratatouille in there working the midnight shift with his buddies. <laughs> First of all, they already knew that was the most hoodest Popeyes on a block. That was somewhere in the hood. That was not in white people's D.C. That was in the hood somewhere. That was in the hood. That, that was in the hood, and he know it. That don't have rats in it. It's like, first of all, I don't think I've ever ate at a D.C. Popeye's in the first place. Number one. Right, they got hella rats in D.C. around DuPont and I'm Adams. Mm-mm. I don't know what hood, hood Popeye's he... I know they was mad as a mud. They they was mad. that joint that joint got shut down too. Probably watch. Yeah, he ended up getting fired. They got a GoFundMe for him. <laughs> they fired. Yep. Well, way to go. Way to go out with a bang. You like, hey, if I want to quit this job, I'm exposed to this job. Yo, shout out to my man because he ended up me and his goal. This man well, had a goal of 10k. Made that 10k. Hey. I'm happy. I'm happy for him. No, at what cause? At what cause? What cause was to make that ten k? I don't know. But, but hey, you got your ten k for exposing Popeyes because they had rats and mice and all that. Hey, man, we'll pile to him, bro. That man must been tired of that job. This was his last hurrah. Right, yo, he was just like, oh, I'm sick of this. Hey, don't be they got they got rats in here. Don't be here. Like hey, you gotta man. be your really piss you off, though. Like you gotta be you gotta be pissed off to expose like the, the ugly truth about the job. Hey, look, they ain't give my man no hottie sauce, so we had to expose him. That's like me, that's like that's like one of like McDonald's employees be like, oh hey. They use the same grease for like three weeks when they make like that's like that's like a McDonald's worker just going in. You like, damn. Oh, I don't even know why you want to eat McDonald's. They make Ninja Turtles mutant food. I don't know. I don't eat McDonald's. I don't. I can't tell you. See, they got them X Men food working there. I can't tell you, but (laughs) hey, all I'm gonna say is. For my man Pete, I will say strap it up, but 
I don't think that even that will help. Hey, man. Goosey, goosey, bro. I don't know, bro. You might mess around, pop a baby out, bro. And you already, hey, you seen, you seen what happened with Kanye, uh, Tiger. Um, who else we got? We got Lamar Odom. We we seen anybody who stepped in that that Kardashian box. Yeah, yeah. We already see what happened there, boss. So uh, all I'm gonna say is be safe, be careful. You know, you said you're taking her to Staten Island and get some pizza, like you know. That just sounds funny, man. Then <laughs> I run to then I run to the Wu Tang Clan out there. Hey, man, that whole scenario just. <laughs> that whole scenario just crazy, but what we gonna do? We gonna get into today's main topic. We gonna talk about the time we were rappers. Yep, your boys, Funkadelic was always funky. Me, no, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, just just trying to spit out here. You know, so when was the first time? Like, I think like high school, some point in high school. I think probably was like. I think it was probably a damn. Cause we did we did when we first met, we were doing a lot of YouTube videos. I think it had to be between like eleventh and twelfth grade, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I think I think that was yeah, I think it was probably like eleven, like eleventh. May I think we 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 was doing it in eleventh grade, but we was more heavy on it in twelfth grade. I think that's what that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I remember because we was in uh what was that thing? The film? Like we had a little after school program. We was we was in that jump. Real media. I mean, that's what I it mean. Was. We cut a freestyle outside after school. It was me, you, and uh, some other people. Like we cut a freestyle outside. So I mean, yeah, we tried it. We tried it, you know. We we did a, like we did a couple of freestyles in the basement, the original basement Friday. Yeah, the original like you know in my, in our man's basement. So, nah, we we tried to cut freestyles back in the day though. Yeah, like I remember, it was eleventh. We was doing real media then. That's when like, as a you know one of our all one of our other homeboys and. Shout out to Wayne, too. You know, they were in real media. They had the cameras, too. So they were in there doing a freestyle. And people around the school, you know, just trying to get a cypher together. But it would never really happen. You just hear people who knew how to rap in school. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, hey, we're doing a cypher after school? After school? We got out, like, what, 225? Yep. So we got out 225. And everybody's gone we like yo like we supposed to do the cypher ain't nobody there <laughs> I, t- I just want to ask this question right now so in your opinion what makes what makes someone wants to be a rapper in the first place we we want we want there's two reasons why people want to be rappers 
like you got the Eminem reason and you got like the kids nowadays reason. So like mm. kids nowadays, they want to be rapper. They want to be rappers because of the clout. They want to be rappers because they think what they see on TV is real when it's not. And they don't know it yet that a lot of these rappers are in 360 deals and don't really own their houses, don't really own the whip they driving in and everything in Mirage, but you can't tell them that. And then you got the reasons why people like Eminem became a rapper because they love the craft, they love hip hop. You know, we talk about Nas who used to read the dictionary to find new words. And we talk about Eminem who was the biggest hip hop fan, used to recite Rakim's rhymes back to back on his way to and from work. And just the love of the art, man. Just the love of the art. You, it's, that, it's one of those sayings where it's like, if you love what you do, you never have to work a day in your life. And for rappers like that, that's what it's like. So for the younger generation, do do you really think they do you really think they just like like you you already mentioned they they more for like the clout, they more for what they see on social media and stuff. So do you think they really appreciate the art of rap or is it just they just like man, I'ma just start rapping because because nowadays, let's be real, rap is easy. Like Rap is literally all I gotta do is and you good. You you already booming. But do you really think these kids nowadays actually appreciate the art of rap? Do they actually appreciate like do they really go back and look at the generations before them and really like, okay, I'ma study this person, I'ma study this, I'm gonna study this. Or do again, all hip hop is not good hip hop because again, you had the eighties. You you had the eighties. Everything in the eighties wasn't good. Let's be real. Vanilla Ice, prime example. And it was nothing good about that song. It's a popular song. It's nothing good about that song. MC Hammer was that dude. But MC Hammer ain't the most talented rapper on the planet. Let's be real. Even in the 2000s, we we had a whole bunch of yep in my white tee. That's a that song stays in its time and its era. That is not a song that you really be like, you know, I'm about to bump this in my car. I'm about to listen to this rope like religiously. No. You had to be there to understand it. But do you really think these kids? nowadays that want to get into the rap game that want to get into the music game even not even just rap just singing in general do you think they do they really appreciate the craft or do they just look into it because of the money it's it's the money it's the same reason people want to be youtube stars same reason people want to be on tiktok it's because they seen what other people do and how other people became successful and they say yeah i want the same thing too most of the people don't even know who came before them. You know, they don't know, not even just the 80s, 90s, 2000s. They don't even know who was rapping like five years ago. <laughs> so I think that's the biggest issue when it comes to, you know, you can't appreciate somebody you don't know. That's the case with a lot of these young rappers. I, I think when it comes to like rap, come to music in general, 
music nowadays is not appreciated the way it used to be because of the simple fact that once you go ghost, it's like it's like you have to. It's like we live in, we live in a time where music, so much music come out on the regular that if you if you sit out for a year, you're considered irrelevant in a year. So like let's say you put an album, let's say you put an album out in 2020, you did a couple of features in 2021. People gonna already think of like, yo, damn, he still make music. It's only been a year. It's only been a year. Yeah, saturated. You know what I'm saying? Where if you look at the you look at the 90s, you know, like Biggie first album came out in 94. This man did a couple of features and stuff in between the Junior Mafia project, and then he did Life After Death, which came out in 97. So this man was this man was working on other stuff in between before he dropped another album. Nas was kind of the same way. Like he dropped what well, Mac dropped in 94 as well. Then he did some other stuff, and I think it was written dropped in what 96, 97 or something like that. So it's like they take time off let these things build but nowadays in this generation is once something come out you have to already put something else out that's why i don't really think they don't appreciate the craft like they used to because they don't they don't give things like people don't appreciate music no more because they don't give music time that's why i know no classics anymore because they don't give them time to be like yo this y'all the hit if you dropping two albums in the same year, I pre I like the work ethics, but let's be real. You dropping two albums in one year, you can I can already tell you that that like that album is going to be trash because you legit rushed. I you probably had a lot of music recorded, but both like them albums are going to be mediocre. Both of them. Because you're rushing them. I'd say, like, you know, the only exception is, like, you put out your album, and then you did, like, a collab album. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get that. But I don't know. I, I like, I'm always going to be a fan of rap. I'm always going to be a fan of R&B. But it's crazy. Like, And, again, I understand that the times is different now. Like the, the the young minds, they run hip hop now, so it's different. Like we can sit back and complain about R and B because R and B don't sound like what it used to when we was growing up. That's just what the new R and B sounds like. So I don't I don't think these guys really sit back and listen. I don't think they really go back and study the art of of singing. I don't think these rappers like I don't think these rappers even look listen to Nas. Like Eric, like Rock him, you know, KRS. I don't think they listen to them dudes. They don't really study them guys anymore. They I guess because their their times more like they listen to like Drake. They study Drake. That's who their influence is, they study Drake. You know, because 
You can't say you can't say somebody influenced you and you do the complete opposite. You know, because if somebody influences you, you can hear a lot of them in you. Like Kendrick Lamar, you can hear you can hear a lot of Tupac and Kendrick. You can hear a lot of Nas in J. Cole. Because he's even mentioned that Nas is one of his favorite rappers. You can hear a lot of Nas in J. Cole. But you can't say, like, yo, Biggie, one of my influences, and it's like, how? And you told me your subject matter is something completely different. Like, Jay Z is influenced by Biggie. Jay Z stole a lot of Biggie's material. Look at all Jay Z fans about to be upset. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. This man yeah, made an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he did. But I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, like, I guess because I'm still an old school hip hop fan, I still appreciate. I still appreciate albums. I still listen to Good Kid, Mad City. That album came out like eight years ago. Yeah, I'd say uh, I even ask you this: with all the saturation we got going on, do you think it's easier for real artists to shine? Nope. Nope. Not at all. Like. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard for artists to get established, because when you feel like when you feel like you gotta get rushed, now you're not putting your best work out. Because nowadays a lot of people feel like that. They they get that pressure. It's that pressure of like, I drop an album. If I don't drop another one this year, I'm considered irrelevant. You know, I'm considered like irrelevant at this point. You like. Because you got to remember, a new artist come out every month. And they get their starts everywhere. Like, these dudes come, these dudes are YouTube rappers, TikTok rappers, and they're just blowing up left to right. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think NBA Youngboy have sold a platinum album. But this man got more fans than you can even count. His YouTube numbers is off the chart. I don't even think Slim even sold a platinum album yet. I don't think his album went gold yet. But his YouTube stream numbers, off the chart, off the roof. You look at that light-skinned girl, uh, Coy LaRae. I don't think her album probably even sold numbers. But on TikTok, her songs are freaking, her, her songs blow up left to right. She's a TikTok star. So that's why I said, like, it's rappers nowadays are getting their start. So they're not doing like they used to, where it's just like unsigned hype, a magazine, a magazine, like, yo, check this dude out, check that guy. No, they literally like a song keep playing on TikTok. Who is it? This artist. YouTube, this artist. Yeah, I'll say even that, I'll say looking at it, and it's just the fact that I say a new rapper come out every day, but it don't mean they successful. And also, you got uh, what the Twitter rappers who every time under like a viral post, you got them commenting a yeah. video. Like, what what do you think about that strategy? Do you think it's just played out? Do you think they should just go out there and stand on their own and 
putting music out the way they should, at least. I don't understand, like, why I put your video under your your video under a post on Twitter anyway. Nobody ain't really checking for you. Just because you think like this post blow up, let me let me slide my music video in there. But nobody's checking your video out. <laughs> no, no one's sitting there be like, oh, let me click on, let me click on his YouTube link. No, they're not. Cause I'm not gonna lie to you, when I'm when I see a post on Twitter and I see somebody drop their a uh, video link, I scroll right past it. I scroll right <laughs> I'm not, not, not trying to be disrespectful. I scroll right past it. I just be like, I don't even want to know what this is. <laughs> Keep scrolling. Now, I check the comments because some of the comments be like, hey, yo, this whack. Like, for me, I know it's going to be whack. 9.9 out of 10 times it's whack. But I would say, like, I'm a big fan of, like, people who, you know, did it, like, not even 10 years ago, just go out there and they meet people, they network, they, hey, man, I'm a rapper too, you go. Because they have things downtown D.C. where it's like they have ciphers, they have events, you know, you go meet other rappers, meet other artists, y'all make a track, and then y'all help each other get to the top. So that's how, like, a lot of artists got started. You know, you go out there, you intermingle with people, somebody who's in the industry, knows somebody from the radio station, you get your song played, and then some A&R hears it, and then they want to sign you, or you can just stay unsigned and do your thing. But I just, I'm so, I'm such a fan of that because it's, that's the grind, you know, not staying in your house, not talking to anybody, being quote unquote antisocial. It's asocial, but posting every day, not even interacting people, like, People will say, oh, you're good, da-da-da-da, and you don't even interact back. It, you, you know, you, you just got to really, you know, why are you doing it? Because it ain't for the money. <laughs> now, you got some cats who do things for the fame, and you got some cats who legit put out music, and I think, I think prime example is Currency. Currency put out albums, uh, he put out an album every year. But let's be real. Do the industry talk about Currency? No, they don't. You wouldn't even think Currency may still make music. This man dropped an album every year. I like people like that who just be on the grind, who ain't really tripping about the spotlight. They just they focus on their body of work because everybody don't need to reach the Migo status of being in the spotlight. Everybody don't need that. Some people just legit like, I'm gonna put out my music and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to cater to my fans. I'm not trying to trying to be blow up. No, I'm catering to my fans. So people like currency, there's, there's a lot of rappers that you wouldn't even think you'd be like, yo, he still rap? That's because this man this man, this man catalog is still growing, but you my, he don't. He, he's not one of them artists that's like he's not. Twitter, Twitter's not talking about currency. You know, just because he not he not out there like the Drakes and the Wale's and stuff. No, this man still make music. This man still make music. Just don't know about it though. I was going to ask so, you. I was going to ask you like, who's your favorite 
artists who's like an artist that don't get enough credit who got a solid catalog big crick big crick big crick got a solid catalog and big crick is one of the artists that gets overlooked heavy yeah i think big crick can probably out rap a lot of the mainstream rappers and this man and this man produces probably 90% of his own album, 80%. That's talent. So Big Craig is an, is an artist that gets overlooked. Um, another one I would say, even though I don't think he really put out music anymore, is like Absol. Absol is one of the dudes you understand. You got to understand Absol because he, he put out work. I get it that he may not, when it comes to J-Rock, Schoolboy Q, and Kendrick, He's kind of like the, the dude that get lost in the shuffle, but you gotta you gotta listen to him, and understand him. So he's a, he's another one as well. Um, like uh, the Freddie Gibbs, uh, Dom Kennedy kind of fell off. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> he kind of he kind yeah. of fell off. Lie, but um, even like Joey Badass when he was making music. Like Joey Badass didn't, his albums was solid. He wasn't the most commercial rapper, but his albums, they had a lot of, his album, you could tell he put a lot of work into them jumps. For real. So it's artists like that who just appreciate the work rather than like, I'm going to just go mainstream and put a hit out. No. Yeah. And I was really, Listening to uh, and before I came back, I was listening to Noriega. My man Nori, Nori is very smart because he was talking to Brandon Marshall, who does the I Am Athlete podcast, and he was talking about how rappers get deals. And he like just like you said, like rappers don't even be owning that stuff. Like rappers being a whole before that next album even come out. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I like. I preach, I preach that like independent is hard, it's harder. But yo, if you can go independent and own all your stuff and get majority of your royalties, I say go that route. Rather than signing major, just go independent and put out your own stuff and get majority of your royalties. Yeah, definitely. I think most most of the people you named, you know, I I would have said Mac, but he started getting shine afterwards. But uh, most people you name, I say Action Bronson got a solid body of work. You know, like for me, Currency is funny you mention him because Currency, I remember first hearing uh, Elevator music, like mm-hmm. straight off of This Ain't a Mixtape. That was the first time I heard it. And I was like, yeah, because that was the Tumblr era. That was when Tumblr was starting to get off the ground and you know, you go to somebody's page, it was kind of like MySpace. You go to somebody's page and they got music and you're like, what song is that? So you try to look it up and then you find it and then it ends up in your playlist. But yeah, I used to bump Currency. Like there was two artists who I would download all of the mixtapes they had. One was Lil V, of course. Shout out to the bass guy. <laughs> we still Pink Bandana out here. And also... Currency. Those were the only two people back in the Dat Piff days where every time they used to drop something, you download it. 
computer used to be full. Then you got to find room to download music. That's how it was, man. But that that just goes to show you, like, all the talent ain't on the radio. You got so mm-hmm. many talented people out here. And I remember, like, I, I like somebody's music. I just heard it. Like, we just talked about uh, people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I came across this guy. I was just, like, scrolling. And I decided to listen to him. And I and I DM'd him. I was like, yo, this is fire. Do-do-do-do. And he sent Every once in a while, he would like send me music, and I think he stopped making music or something. But he would send me music, and it was fire. I was like, "Yo, you gotta drop this!" I think one of the songs I got on playlist, uh, uh, "Into the Future" by Zaire. If you search on Spotify, I don't know if it's on other streaming services, but yeah, his music was fire. Yeah, it's just all the shows that. All like to be successful, you don't have to be in the spotlight. You know, you got some cats that make their money, and you you don't even hear from them. Like they still put out like they do it. They do it for their fans, and yeah. it don't matter. It don't matter whether you rap, sing, and even you got people like ourselves who you know with us doing this podcast. We have our fan base. You know, we have our fan base. We have our core fan base as well. So we do it for them. You know, we like it ain't about it ain't always about going mainstream. It ain't always about going prime time. I understand that's for the big numbers, the big endorsements, the the big spotlight. I understand that, but it's all it's always about appreciating the body of work first, and then understanding your fans, you know, because your real fans, your real fans never going to leave. Your fake fans are the one that always talk about, we want 2015 Aaron flow. We want 2010 Funkadelic flow. Those are your fake fans. Your real fans going to grow with you. Anytime you put out an album, they're going to be like, yo, that was pretty weak. Then when you come out with the next album, they still going to support you. Those are real fans. Your fake fans is like when you put once you put out a bad song or a bad album, they gone. That's what fake fans do. I I tell you like this. Most important question: Who is in your top five? The ultimate what? question. Oh, rappers of all time or, or current? What? What was up? All time across the board. Biggie. Nas, Pop, hmm, that's three right there. There's a Ice Cube and Scarface. Yeah, that that's a solid one. That's a solid one. I got two. I got artists and I got rappers. But since we talking rappers, in no order, I gotta say Nas. I gotta say Rakim. I gotta say M. I gotta say Park and I gotta say Black Thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like those guys you name, some of them are in my top ten. They just didn't make my top ten. Yeah. <laughs> Kim is in my top ten for sure. M M is M is in my top ten, but he, mm-hmm. he comes number nine 
because I don't really listen to Eminem like that. Yeah. Like, no disrespect, but Eminem is not a rapper that I just go to first. So that's why, like, that's why, because even after, after Scarface at number five, you got, like, Meth at six, Rakim at seven, Kooji Rap at eight, I would say M at nine, and probably Jay-Z at ten. That's probably my following order after that. Yeah, I say like for me, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got Jay, I got Big, you know, I got uh Kooji Rap, actually. Kooji Rap, Monster, you know, Monster. I got uh Kumo D, actually. And mm. the last one I got, uh, it, I forgot uh, what is rap. Oh, I got MF Doom, number 10. Uh, as far as like Kumo D and getting into that, I will put LL, but, you know, LL is more of an artist to me. I mean, he can rap, he can flow, but he's more of an artist to me. But I think when it comes to Rock Him and Kumo D, that was when I went back and really start like listening to music. Like you can hear music, but a lot of people don't listen to music. And you mm-hmm. gotta like listen to the flows and the way they say things and tell the stories. Like Rock Him is basically number one. Like well, Rock, Rock Him is it, lyrically, yo, that that dude's a beast. That dude's a beast. Yeah. That dude. I came with a beast. I think a lot of people, a lot of rappers study rock him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they a lot study rock him. I think, like, yeah, a lot, rock him's a lot of rappers' favorite rappers. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't put like Big Daddy Kane didn't crack my top 10 because then again, I'm like, again, Big, Big Daddy Kane is, is lyrical. Mm-hmm. He's just he's if it's he's not somebody that I'll go to first. Another he's another one like I wouldn't go to Big. I'll listen to Big Daddy Kane, but he's not one of like yeah I'm out of crank Big Daddy. I'd rather listen to Rob Kim first. I listen to Big Daddy Kane. Though. Yeah, it's just like you know a lot of people will ask like why are these artists top ten, why are these artists not your top ten. Like for me, it's just about like flow, delivery, storytelling. You know, can you like keep me listening to your project like get lost in a project basically it's like oh i'm only going to listen to one song and then do something and then next thing you know it's like 20 minutes into the album it's like well i might as well keep listening like that's how you captivate your audience and you know those rappers like can can do that you know yeah i mean as as much as i as much as kanye throws me off Old like Kanye in his prime, that was a different beast. You talking about college dropout and late registration? Kanye was or his his body work was serious. Yeah, he would have been my five back then. But I don't know. There's a lot of dudes that I put in my top. I put in the list at the top ten that may shock a lot of people. Like again, Black Thought is one of them. Mm-hmm. Ghost Ghostface Killer is another. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can do this all day, but now nah, my my top five is what it yet. Y'all don't sleep on my uncle face. Scarface is that dude. I don't care what nobody see. 
Yeah, man, definitely. You know, we talk about a lot of these artists. A lot of people might say, oh, no Kendrick, no Drake. I mean, great artists, mm -hmm. you know. They're, they're great artists, but not my top five, not my top ten. I respect the artistry. I respect, you know, what they did, but, you know, I'm a I'm a close out. I'm a close out. When it when people think of Drake, Kendrick, and Cole, you gotta just you gotta really think of like every like a lot of people got better body of work and like more lyrical style. It's a lot of people that I would probably put above Cole and Kendrick. Yeah, just on the simple strength that like like delivery. You know, like KRS One, I would put above Kendrick and Cole. First of all, Drake Drake already sliding in the back anyway. Drake doesn't even crack nobody's top twenty or thirty. But you mm -hmm. gotta think people like like Most Def, Busta Rhymes, DMX. It's a lot of people that go that can come before them be just because of their body of work. I say Lupe. Lupe, Lupe was, was one of them. T.I. in his prime was another one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, his prime, in his prime. Now, not so much. But T.I. in his prime, yeah. You know, it, it was a lot like... Like um, like Like Q-Tip. Like Q-Tip was one of them. Um, like, like Luda. I kind of think Luda paved the way for cats like like Drake. Drake was like Luda was lyrical, but I think Luda just had like a lot of hits. I think he paved the way for cats like Drake. Yeah. He had a lot of, he was lyrical, but he had a lot of hits. You know, like Roll Out, Saturday, um, like Splash Waterfall. Those are like just those are just good songs. He had a lot of hits. So I'll give Luda that. But Nah, it's just, it's a lot of people that will come before J. Cole and Kendrick. A lot of people would, though. So, yeah. but that's where I'm going to end it at, though. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, top five, their lives, you know. I'm my top five. It might move, but, you know, Rakim, Nas, Black Thought, always staying in there, but... Unless you got anything you want to say to the people before we get up out of here. Nope. Just enjoy retirement. <laughs> hey, man. Shout out to real hip-hop, man. Shout out to Asher Roth. That was my boy back in the day. But we going to get up out of here. Hope you guys listen to your hip-hop. Drop your five, top five down below. And without further ado, it's your boy Aaron Fornacetti. I love college. It's Uncle Dell Jones. <laughs> Don Cannon. And we are out of here. Peace. The business.